The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about next week. County is like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game chief. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. But, most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Hello, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. Our first episode of 2022, and not a bad week to be back. Wexford got their league campaign up and running with a 111 to 11 point victory over the All Ireland Champions Limerick on Sunday in Wexford Park under the new stewardship of Dara Egan. Happy enough with that start, Ben? I think anytime you beat the All Ireland Champions, and especially a team as favoured as Limerick, we have to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get started, on behalf of Ben and I, I'd like to extend our deepest sympathy to the Barron family and all at Ratnior GAA Club on the sad passing of Seamus Barron. Seamus served as a selector for the Wexford All-Ireland winning team in 96 and also won minor under-21 and senior All-Ireland medals himself at Wexford as well as several county senior hurling final successes as both a player and a manager. We're joined today by Clubon star Harry Kyo, who after 13 years of excellent service to the Wexford senior hurlers, announced his retirement last week. Harry made his debut in 2009 and amassed five goals and 142 points in his 133 appearances in the Purple and Gold. Here we are with Harry. So Harry, you got married there last November. Congratulations on that. Um, Is Ashling putting her foot down? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. But you you have have, uh, called it a day after 13 years of service to the Wexford Senior Hurlers. Uh, was it a hard decision to make? Um, yeah, it, 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 it was hard, lads, because it's all I've known since I was a teenager. You know, started playing under 14 when I was, I don't know, 12 or, or 13. Um, and I never, like, a lot of players will have a break in their Wexford career, say, like, when they come out of minor, they'll have a couple of years trying to get onto the 21 squad or mightn't get into the senior squad until their early 20s or something, but... I went straight from minor into the senior squad, um, so uh, it'll be it'll be a big adjustment now. But I think it was uh, it was the right thing to do because um, I, in my head after after last year, um, particularly after the Leinster semi final against Kenny, you know the game went extra time and wasn't wasn't involved, like wasn't brought on. There was guys cramping up and they were brought back on. So that was particularly tough now. So I kind of decided then at that stage, look, if if I'm not going to be involved in a major way next year, then I'm going to leave it off because... Did Davey ex- explain that to you? No, he didn't, which was strange. Um, yeah, like that was... Like, that... I, I, I can understand if there was lads that hadn't got experience or something on the bench, but like... yeah. 
you were one of the most experienced lads there. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he, he never mentioned it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I still can't wrap my head around it. I mean, like, um, some of the guys came off because they had cramp and, like, you, yeah. they came back on. Like, there's no... Yo, you to, come back. Yeah, um, Kevin. Kevin couldn't walk as well. He's around them. Um, like, once you have cramp, you can't come back from it. Like, you know, it's... Uh, it's not something you can just kind of shake off. So, yeah, strange one. I think if he had a brought on fresh players, we would, would have won the game. Um, so, you know, uh, like w- once you have cramp, like my mother might as well stand in and play like there's nothing you can do, but like, you know, you can't move. So, um, yeah. Uh, that, that lad from, was it Leash under 20 team last year? He, uh, yeah. There was a puck out and he was getting the cramp as the puck out was coming, but he dived and put it over on his knees or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unless you can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, strange things like that can happen, but at the same time, if his man yeah, got no, I, I get your point. Field, he's gone. You can't go after him. So I think that was a, a once off. But yeah, it was that one that was kind of, like I said, that changed how I kind of viewed the whole thing. So tough one. Yeah. But it is what it is. No. No point looking back and being bitter about it or anything, you know. It's David yeah. gone and I'm finished now, so you know that's it. It is what it is. That would be a tough one now. The toughest part was going back to training after it, like you know, um, yeah, you know, when you're in training, like I said, against guys that are absolutely hyped, like for a game, and you know, it's, you almost feel like an outsider to a certain to a certain extent for those couple of weeks after that. You know, you're. You're there, but you're not really. You're not going to be involved, like so. Not not an easy few weeks, yeah. But that's that's sport. Sometimes it's tough, unfortunately. Was that a thing that say other players? Like, there would have been a few who didn't get on, and they were like, "That would thing that you t- you talked about, like." Yeah, yeah, I would have talked with the players about it. Um, who else didn't get on? I can't remember now. Maybe Connor Devitt was in the same boat as me. Um, there probably would have been a couple more, but I was so disappointed after. Like I didn't really look into it too much more. And I remember being in the in the showers after the game and crawl back, standing beside Matt. We were chatting about it. Um, so that that was it. But like, it's amazing how quickly like we lost that game. It was obviously disappointing, but you have to move on from it straight away. Like as a group, and another big game coming quickly after that. So you can't be. You can't be selfish and going around sulking and dragging other people down either at the same time. You know, the team is is number one. Um, so I just kind of bottled it up and kept quiet for the, remain, the remainder of last year, to be honest. And um, yeah, just kind of finished it out. And, you know, it, it might sound strange, but I, I came back to play with Clubon last year. I think we had a practice match against Blackwater. And I was actually I was rusty for that game, and I've been with Wexford the whole year, so I just I just wasn't playing games. So for me as a player, I think it's for the best this year um, to give a full year of the club and, and finish up with Wexford. I've had thirteen years, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a long time. So it's not as if um, Dara is he's, yeah, he's he said it publicly. He wants to take the squad in a new direction. He wants to prioritize. Um, kind of the younger guys over some of, some of the older guys, um, particularly developing the the under twenties. Um, so, in fairness, the squad is kind of there's a lot of lads in my age group now, likes of Sean, Paul, Matty, Lee Mug, 
um coming towards the end of their careers and yeah Dara just wants to give give the younger guys a chance now and kind of ahead of the older guys which is which which is fine he needs to do a bit of a rebuild job that team's been together now for a long time like a lot of that group is together since 2014 if you look back on it the, the team that played Clare in 2014 a lot of that team were still playing last year um so so yeah it's 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 been tough and it's, I've been a lot more emotional than I expected to be honest um especially when you get messages and phone calls all week and it kind of brings back a lot of memories but um yeah it's 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 done now all that fuss is over and I'm just looking forward now to first ever year full year with the one which is mad to say but I've never I've always been coming back in the last minute three or four weeks for a championship kind of uh, get back into the team and get used to the, the way Clubon are playing so I'm looking forward to a full year with the club Yeah and to be honest it makes a difference I mean I'm not I'm talking about the experience of you know when we had Pige and Olin and Shane Tompkins in the panel like it was always a big boost when they came back after whenever Wexford had got knocked out during the year but the years that they weren't in the panel and then they were around all year like pushing lads on and you get to see the, the, the higher level that all year round it, it makes a difference to the club as well so it'll be uh it's, it's good news for come on <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'd imagine so i mean like i've never done a pre-season with club or or any, anything like that or i've never played league games in mexford or never played any of the practice matches um so i'm, I'm looking forward to all that as well um it's obviously going to be massively strange looking at Wexford playing this year, I mean, looking at the league game there at the weekend was a very strange experience, <laughs> uh, especially because it was uh, like, you know, gave it, was involved, gave it a go at the start of this year, just to kind of to, to suss out the new setup. I wanted, wanted to see what I was like. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be strange for a while now. I just kind of talking to a few lads that have retired over the last few years, kind of how they dealt with, with their first year out. And all of them said it was, a strange experience and you're kind of you're kind of looking at a guy you might be struggling against or look I could I could go in there and do better than him like but you, you just have to try focus on the club now for for me at the moment um I'll be there shouting on the lads and um it could be it could be a big year for them it's off to a good start obviously yeah it's, it, it it will be it'll be strange but I'm excited for the year with the club now we've good team in Clubon now, very professional set up and I'm really looking forward to that. It's actually, it's kind of rejuvenated me in a, in a strange way um, you know, and I'm a lot of motivation to go back to the club yeah. now. It's not like I'm going back just this year or two, but you know, I'm going back when I'm still, still um, at, the, at the top of my game, so looking forward to it. I think it's telling enough that uh, after you've ret- retired from the Wexford Intercounty setup, your thoughts are all on playing with the club rather than all the other free time that you're going to have because yeah. of the, the amount of time that is put into being uh, in part of a, of a senior county setup. Yeah, well, that's what Ashling is for. <laughs> <laughs> she won't like to hear me saying that I'm motivated to go back to the one. And, you know, but, uh, but that's it's definitely true. Like, uh, like myself and Ashley love, love traveling and it's, it's extremely difficult to plan anything when you're with Wexford. And it's always been that way. Like myself and Ashley together nearly 11 years now. So she's been there for the bulk of my Wexford journey. Um, 
and like we've been on holidays where we've had to come home early and change dates and stuff so uh it's nice to be able to plan stuff now like Ashley is 30 in a couple of weeks and so we're going to plan a nice trip away we can just plan it and not worry about anything or have to ring up yeah. anybody and explain myself or ask for a few days off or or even like we went out for for food there Saturday night had a few glasses of wine like never would have dreamt of doing anything like that <laughs> um, yeah it's nice I'm looking forward to the extra freedom um and it's great now with the split season for the club lads that kind of the first half of the year you're you're free no championship till August so um yeah looking forward to it I find it incredible now you said been with Wexford all year and you came back last year and you're rusty with the yep. club because in the last few years we'll say you wouldn't have been as involved as much as you would have liked mm-hmm. but had that ever happened to you before or is it just particularly last year well if you go back over the last couple of years of 2019 um you know I'm still heavily involved in 2019 like played come on in the in the Leicester final um then before the tip game I don't know if you know about it, but I nearly lost my eye and then picked up an injury in, in training. Um, I thought I was going to lose my eye for a few weeks there, but thankfully I came back out right, so I missed the, the Tipperary game, obviously. Um, and then 2020 season rolled around and it was like the COVID championship. It was over before it even started and it wasn't really involved. Um, and then, then last year it was like a normal year, um, and I just, yeah, just I just wasn't getting game time. All I was doing was turning up and training, and like the type of training we do under Davy, it's a lot of kind of drills. There wouldn't be many like fifteen on fifteen games as such. A lot of tackling drills, a lot of hand passing drills, possession games, that type of stuff. So it was brilliant that all that, you know. I, um, <laughs> But I just had been playing absolutely no games. And yeah, I turned up for that Blackwater game. And the like, lads probably expected me to turn up there and absolutely tear it up, like, you know, fresh out of the extra squad and um, playing a team that, you know, we, sh- we should be able to be pretty easy. It was just, it was just a practice game or a league game, I'm not sure which it was now. Um, but yeah, it was just completely match practice. And you now, thankfully, I was able to find a bit of form, had to work hard to find a bit of form before the club championship came around and ended up having a great year with the club. Um, but yeah, it was just another little thing in my head saying, look, I can't, I can't be having this again for another year or two. Um, like at the end of the day, the club was number one and my, you know, I, I need to, I'm obviously important to the group and one of the leaders in the group. So I need to be performing. So it was one of the reasons, but it's, it sounds strange, but it's, it's true. Um, there's probably with, with Davy. You know, he had his 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 first fifteen and four or five, even less, maybe lads that he kind of trusted after that. And if you're outside that, like if you're kind of twenty to thirty-two or whatever on the panel, yeah, it's you can very easily end up rusty and out of match practice. Um, but that's it's just the way it is. What would you have to do to to break that? An awful lot of for a club championship this year. Um, I would say. Like I was doing my own ball work every single day outside of, of training. I go over to the to the wall after work and it's just just hard work. Yeah, just just striking and shooting and doing things that um I hadn't done a lot of in the wouldn't be doing a whole lot of in the Wexford setup. Um and the Shells game came around and kind of got off to a shaky start. 
in that in the first few minutes I missed a really easy shot I should be over in my sleep but I got one or two scores after that and confidence came back and it just kind of took off from there then um, you know I just happened to find a bit of form and uh, I, I had a good year so um, but yeah just just well, it, at, like anything in the Wexford panel if, if you're outside of Davies say 19-20 players how, how do you break into it especially when there's so few 15 on 15 games and did you kind of fall out of it? Like you would have been in it, I assume. Yeah. I mean, there is some 15 and 15 games, but not, not a whole pile. And especially in the last kind of two years where championship has been affected by COVID. Um, in the years previous to that, like we would have, there would have been more practice games or like I remember we would have always gone to Portugal on training camps um, and say, for example, 2017, we were in the um, training camp in Portugal for a few days before we played Kikini. And that camp, is, he said to me, that's what got you in the team for that Kikini game, is how you were performing um, um, at, the, at the camp. Um, and I suppose, yeah, once you fall out of like kind of that um, 15 to 20 or out of the first 15, um, and then you know you're not being brought on in those games to kind of show what you can do. There's, there's not much you can do without do about it. Unfortunately, you just kind of have to accept it. And like that was the the boat I was in last year. Um, you know, like uh, I knew, I, I knew I wasn't going to be involved in the games, and it's 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 hard. Like it's hard to go training, and like training was extremely uh, intense on, under Davy. Um, and you know, you're going, you're in a drill with a guy that knows that they're going to be on the team. Um. And you know, like he's just in a totally different different mindset to you. Um, so, like, it's not it wasn't good for me as as a player, or it wasn't good for the other guys in training, like because they're just in a different place to me mentally. When you're know that you're going to be on the team versus a guy that knows he's not going to be playing at the weekend. So, um, yeah, it was the right thing to do for me. It was the right thing to do for probably the best for the rest rest of the squad as well. Like I remember. We were in, um, it was in um, up in Ferns one night, we were doing t- like tackling drills and stuff. And uh, I remember like one day he said to me, come on, like you're, you're, you're off the pace here. Um, and, and he was right, like, it's just because my, I just wasn't in a, a right headspace at that point because I knew I wasn't going to be involved. And um, it was kind of, you're, you're almost there. Um, you know, like you're giving it eight out of 10, like, and you need to be 10 out of 10. Um, in in that scenario, for your own benefit and, and for the guys around you, so, um, so yeah, that was that's kind of it, how it is. Honestly, you know, it's it's not easy when you're on the kind of when you're outside of the the, the the group of guys that are playing regularly. So, um, I just I knew this year if it wasn't go- if it's going to be like that again, that I I wouldn't be involved in. Like that was honest with me in, in fairness to him. Um, He's, he's prioritizing the young guys. I'm not one of the young guys. <laughs> um, uh, I'm 31 there in, in November. So um, yeah, that's what it is. It's it's uh, it's it's sad to finish up, and I miss a lot. Like uh, the guys in that squad are some of my best friends. Like some of those guys, I've been playing with them since I was 13 years of age. So it'll be strange not seeing them every second night, but. It is what it is. The time comes in every player's career, um, and it's it's come for me now. So, 
But you know, lots of other things to look forward to, like I've mentioned the club and lots of extra traveling with, with Ashling and stuff. So um, you know, I've a busy career outside of GA as well. Um, and you know, that could, that motivates me. Um so yeah, it's certainly going to be different now. Um, and I'm sure I'll get used to it sooner rather than later, but I'd, I'd say the rest of this year will be a strange one. You came in under Colin Bonner, was it? Yep, yeah. Um, technically, I actually came in under John Wyler. He invited me into a couple of training sessions when I was still minor, uh, which was which was very strange. <laughs> you're going in training with lads that are your heroes, kind of growing up. Um but yeah, I finished up minor in 2008 and then I was in the in the senior panel with Colum in 2009. So made my debut. It was a league game against Carlo. I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Like it's it's mad how quickly time goes by. I know I've had a, a career 13 years, this would have been 14, but like I can I can remember running onto the pitch and remember the first ball I got. It was kind of out under the stand in Wexford Park. Um, and I got it and I kind of hit a diagonal ball into the full forward lane. And I can even remember when I hit it, I was like, why didn't I just shoot that put over the bar? You know, it's amazing how you can remember something so long ago. Um, but yeah, I was with Colin for a few years and then we, we teamed up again a couple of years later in 20, 2013, 2014 in WIT. And we won a Fitzgibbon title together. So uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of time for Colin and hopefully the tip job goes well, to, well for him now because he's a... He's, uh, He's a lovely man and um, a great hurling person as well. You would have had a good bit to do with that Fitzgibbon win, twenty fourteen. Yeah, geez, that was a that was a fairy tale up in Belfast, and um, we played LIT in the in the semi final. Um, Davy was manager, Sirsha Bulfin and the whole crew. <laughs> that player would be <laughs> over the Wexford team, um, and yeah, we were down by three points. Um, and we just lobbed the high ball in and I, and I kind of broke. I was playing in the full forward line. It broke to me. And um, yeah, I got a goal, literally the last puck of the ball um, to draw the game. And in the Fitzgibbon, there's a hooter. That sounds when the game is over. It's, it's really dramatic. Like, and you, you couldn't make it up. It flew into the top corner and then the hooter went. Um, and the, the game was a draw. And I, could, I can still hear, remember Davey going absolutely spare on, on the sideline. <laughs> I don't know who he was giving out there, like, or what the problem was, but sure. <laughs> that's just Davey anyway it was it was somebody's fault but we drew an extra time and then we won it in or we drew it in full time I should say we won it an extra time and then played CIT the next day um, got three points in the final and we won it yeah, it was an unbelievable experience and we hopped on the bus then with the Fitzgibbon and lots of Kansas do and college hurling and drove back to Waterford and that was it was an unreal crack man. <laughs> the song Bonner sings Tootie Fruity is it? yeah <laughs> Tootie Fruity, yeah. Um, I don't know if he'll be singing that on the tip bus or not now. You know, he's he's the most perfect in the, uh, colleges manager you can imagine, like, because he's just, he's such good crack. Like, like sometimes he prioritises a night out, like, in, over training with the college team because, you know, lads from different counties would rather that lads get to know each other and get a bit of a bond in the group rather than training. Um... But, but yeah, it was that Fitzgibbon is obviously a, a great memory. Um, he, he's a good re- record with the college, so it must have worked fairly well. <laughs> yeah, he's won plenty of Fitzgibbons. 2014, I suppose, then overall was probably 
highlight year for you would it have been um it was it was a it was a good year um it was a, a a good year at Wexford as well I suppose that that clear victory in the park and obviously I got the goal in extra time it was it felt like a, a a breakthrough victory at the time it didn't really turn out that way because we kind of slid a bit backwards in 2015 but yeah between winning the Fitzgibbon title and uh, I got a Fitzgibbon All-Star as well that year which was nice and getting the goal in the park um, yeah, if every year was like that, it would be, wouldn't be bad. But unfortunately, there was plenty of bad years mixed in among the good ones. Wasn't that a bad pass that Granny gave you either, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's just Jack. Like any other player on the pitch, got that ball. I don't, I don't know how he seen me. To be honest, I, I don't remember him from just from looking back on the footage. I don't think he even looked. That's uh, just Jack. He's very kind of. Uh, instinctive natural player um yeah it was, it was an unbelievable pass and i just remember being so relieved that went in because i had actually had a chance to win it in normal time i don't know if you remember that now but uh, i got a ball over on the um, on the wing um and i was just about to shoot and Ian Byrne was ahead of me and he started calling me and I kind of put, I went to pass it, but then I was like, no, this is a shot. And uh, you know the way sometimes you get caught between the lines and yeah. so I kind of snapped that out of it and it just went wide. So I was feeling all about that now. So I was absolutely delighted. To <laughs> Did you eat Ian for, for calling? No, it's it's not his fault. Like, <laughs> if I had have been more decisive about it, if I had given it to him, he would have scored it. Or if I had have been just decided to take the shot, I would have scored it, you know, so... Um, but yeah, the, the goal went in, and it, yeah, like the roar in Wexford Park when it went in. Like it's, I remember everything about it so well. Um, that was that was a first big victory for that team, and then obviously Watford the week after. Um, but like I said, uh, 2015 was one of the worst days I've ever had. Wexford is the Kenny Beaton up in, up in Northern Park. Um, so yeah, it felt, it felt like a turning point, but kind of that was probably that was like Liam. In fairness to him, I think when Colin came in, it was a real period of transition for the extra team. It was kind of the, the end of one team, um, you know, that kind of two thousand was it two thousand seven, extra big tip quarter final, two thousand eight. I think they ran wild for close, and that was kind of the in a quarter final. That was kind of the end of that team. Um, so Calm kind of had to manage a, a transition period there, and like we had we had some good days. Um, I remember we we beat Cork in the park in the league and drew drew with Tipperary on the final day of the league to stay up. Um, that was probably the the best two results um, under Column's time, and then Liam and Fairness to him just totally raised the standards across the board and everything. The setup was much much more professional. Um, had Jerry Fitzpatrick involved, got Liam Griffin involved. Um, and we were capable of some massive performances under name, like the, the Clare game, the Watford victory. Beat Cork on his final day involved in, in 2016 for the first time in years, but just couldn't find that consistency under Liam for, for some reason. Um, but obviously we, we kind of had a lot of success under Davy. but you have to remember Liam laid the, the foundation for a lot of the success that was to come in, in later years. Um, so I say Liam probably looks back at his time in charge with a bit of frustration, but he should be should be proud as well because we wouldn't have got to the heights we did we got to with Davy. 
only for the professionalism that Liam Bryan. You almost find that like things weren't as professional as they should have been when you first came in, or what what changes did you notice in the attitude of players? Mm, no, I think it was professional. Yeah, I remember that was 2009 and it was totally different then. Like you can't compare intercounty these days to 2009. Um, like we do things now that you would never have dreamed of, of doing back then. Um like for example, like everything is is just so meticulously planned now, like with an intercounty setup, like um every every training session for for this year, for example, will be already planned down to the like how how far you'd run, uh, what intensity the session would be, you've a GPS unit on your back. Um in that training session, all this other data is monitored live, and once you get to that distance or whatever they want to achieve in that session the session is is over um much much more tactical like the strength and condition difference and the, like the fitness levels are just you can't, can't compare um tactics is probably the biggest one it's, it's a different game altogether than when i started um i mean for example like 20, 2009 when i got ball say like I, I was kind of playing calling like to play me with field if I got a ball in half half back line 2009 my first instinct would be to drive it as, as far as I can like you don't even think about it it's just turn it and drive it down the field where if if you done that now you'd be getting it like you know the game is just it's changed uh it's changed so much um and obviously like with Davy he's one of the most tactically advanced managers in the country um, so like I'm glad I got to experience the differences like they're almost like two different games 2009 and then uh, Liam's time in charge was kind of I'd say a middle ground between bo- both kind of styles of, of games I hadn't got probably as tactical as it is now and then Davey was like you know full-blown tactics and then Dara's come in uh, and he'll do things a little bit differently Um you know he's he's speaking about himself he kind of wants to mix the running game with the traditional style a little bit more so um which is good because i think teams had figured out how, how we were playing the last couple of years um 2019 was the peak i think teams just couldn't weren't able to handle the system um 2020 was a strange year with covid like i can put too much pass on 2020 but 20 last year you could see again teams kind of had figured out how how they could stop us um so yeah like i think if davy had stayed uh, i think we would have held our position in the pecking order bringing in dara um fresh perspective new thinking new tactics probably probably the right thing to do for the squad at this stage yeah just saying there that you know dara mixing the, the running game with the more traditional approach i mean if there was ever a time that that was fairly obvious was on uh, on sunday against limerick in yeah. the first half against the wind, there was an obvious running game going short passing, running with the ball, and it worked. It worked quite well. Then the long the second half, it turned much more direct, long balls yeah. into Mac, and that worked quite well. Uh, some of that is obviously tackle, and some of it is Wexford Park as well. Like Wexford Park is a lovely stadium, but Jesus, the wind can. <laughs> just, it can ruin games um but yeah it was obviously it was obviously smart um to, to run the ball like that i think mac was the was the only one left up 
put Poy in the in, in the first half. And I mean, like, there's no better team in the country to run the ball and pop hand passes and break through the lanes than the than the Wexford squad. It's bread and butter under Davy. You know, like I, I mentioned earlier on, um, most of the training sessions under Davy would revolve around that style of play, running, um, support players, pop passes, breaking tackles. You know, that's what we've done um, a lot of in training. So um, they got the new management in this year know that we're good at that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good that when that type of game is required, we're that's very polished. Um, I know the challenges for the new management is to try bring back in um, a more traditional style of playing, get us, get the guys used to playing that way because we haven't played that way since since Liam was involved, really. Um, you know, you wouldn't see too many long high balls going into Mac the last couple of years. Like everything was kind of through the line support players. Um, so it's I think it it's a it's um it's a new weapon now for Wexford this year that they can mix it up. Um, teams can't be coming to play Wexford this year, knowing exactly what we're going to do and, and have a have a plan to stop us. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, to seeing how it unfolds. Um, I'll be sitting in the stand trying to figure it out to, um, <laughs> instead of being involved in looking at it on tactic boards and everything every second night um, and in our WhatsApp group and stuff. So, but a uh, good start to the year. Um, you know, I think um, probably probably needed it, like the group probably needed it. Now they can really buy in into Dara. You know, like there's proof there now that, that um, how he wants to play um, is, is a good way to play. Being the other champions, first day couldn't be a better start from, especially after the Walsh Cup defeat to Dublin. Like, it was a poor performance and like the lads would have went up there to win that one. Um, but I mean the intensity that they brought at the weekend, they're tackling dirty ball on the ground. You know, it was light years ahead of them. they brought the joyous. Yeah. yeah. Were you still involved in the lead up to the Dublin game, Boys Cup? Yeah, that would have been uh, my final f- final week. So I actually played two of the Wilds Cup games this year. Leash uh, and Kenny would have would have been the last one then. Um, Scored your point against Kenny. Uh, that yeah, was a, a nice day to finish up with. Uh, yeah. I know we didn't get the win after, but it was a great performance. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not not a bad game to to finish on and got got score obviously. Um. So yeah, I would have been involved up to up to the um uh, Dublin game. I was chatting to Dara then just about where it was where he he saw things going and like I said he wants to bring the squad in a new direction with the, with the younger guys and yeah um it was it was just time for me then to to finish up do you think there's going to be or fear of any because as you're saying you're playing under Davy for the last 5 6 years in a particular style and we call it a sweeper style uh, with either Sean Murphy or Kevin Foley as as the sweeper most of the time and Dara's looking to move away from that maybe not all the time but some of the time is that going to leave people, uh, the Wexford team open at the back do you think? Yeah I think until the squad gets used to playing this way uh, I think there is a possibility it will be open at the back uh, because under Davy, a big part of how we played was halfbacks 
pushing up the field almost playing as as attackers. Um, and like if you're a half back under Davy, there's no such thing as sitting back and holding your position, protect the hat, the full back line. You follow your man wherever he goes, you push up on him because you have the sweeper to fill the gap between the full back line and the half back line. Um, so like it's, I mean like how Davy's style of play is so hardwired into in, in all of us now that it's going to be hard to switch away. Um, so if you're not playing with a sweeper, uh, you can't really afford your halfbacks to be pressing up the field and joining in on the attack because if you get turned over, there's a, your full back line and, and the opposition full forward line and half the pitch on their own. So there'll be little probably teething problems like that where um, in, in the heat of the moment, guys will probably slip into David tactics because it's just hardwired into it at this stage. Yeah, there might, might be a few games where you'll see um, some high, high scores been been shipped, but our attack is is going really well at the moment. So it's going it's it's going any time. Hopefully, any any problems will be ironed out in the league, and they'll have it pretty well tuned in by the time championship comes around. Even your your own club man uh, seems to be getting all right, getting on all right in an attacking yeah. sense from wing back. Didn't he get four points against Kilkenny, and he popped up yeah. with another two there on on Sunday. Yeah, he, he would probably rather be allowed up the pitch whenever he wants <laughs> to have a few pots at the boss because he spent most of his, like he was on the Wexford squad for a couple of years as a forward and he's he's kind of getting in on the team or close to the team now when he's went back wing back. It, it, it suits him well playing back there. Great for a McLeod perspective now to have Connell sitting there and he'll be there for plenty more years to come. So it's good for all the youngsters in, in the club to have someone in, in the senior setup to to look up to and it's it's nice for um to go out to a Wexford game when there's someone from your club involved that adds a little bit extra to supporting the county I think when you first came on the scene so from 2010 for the first say half of your Wexford career you were you would have been one of those guys who started most games or if not you'd come on in every game and then yeah. towards the end as you said, you would find it probably very frustrating that you wouldn't be seen as much game time. How did you find it? Was it frustrating for you to see your game time just dwindling as, as your career went on? Yeah, like I, I kind of had a backwards career. <laughs> it was, uh, most guys will come onto, the, onto a Wexford squad and they'll have kind of um, a couple of years where they learn the ropes and it'll take a couple of years to break into the team. But like I, I came straight from, from minor into the team and like you said, there was... Um, under Colum, I was I was playing nailed on to start, and then under Liam playing off lot as well. Um, Davy came in 2017 Um, again on the team a good bit. Um, started back Kenny game in the park and then for final. Uh, and 2018, then yeah, was I was I was playing really well in 2018, but I was been used mostly as kind of a, an impact sub for the last 15, 20 minutes. Um, and I remember chatting to chatting to the guys and saying, look, like, uh, what, like I, want, I want to be on the team. What, what more can I do? And um, I remember JJ Dye telling me that um, you're good enough to be on the team, but you're making such an impact off the bench. Um, we want to keep that one in our locker, like, which is, <laughs> yeah, like, like you, not what you want to hear as a player but you know like the team is is first above everything else and you know I still you're still 
contributing to the group and making an impact and you're coming on and getting important scores like so well you want to be on the team like that's still that was still a big thing for me to be able to contribute in that way um and yeah 2019 then wasn't seen as much game time and then um 20 was the COVID year was was very short and then obviously we spoke about last year I wasn't involved and that kind of changed the way I was I was thinking about being involved um but it's yeah, it's a, it's a tough place to be when you're when you're not playing a lot, or especially when you know you're you're not going to be playing. Um, when you're in the mix to start and at least be coming on, you have a totally different mindset. When you know you're not going to be playing, it's it's tough because it's just it's such a massive commitment uh, in the county these days. Um, you know, like if you're if you're training on a Tuesday night. You've got to be getting ready for the day before. But for starters, of same Monday night, you you have a gym session. You have to do so. You get that done. You have to prep three meals for the next day. To bring to the office, like because you obviously can't be going to a deli or eating out. So you'll have probably your breakfast, kind of mid morning snack, your lunch, um, then a pre pre training snack. Get that all ready. Yeah, training at least an hour before it's supposed to start. If you're like if training's at half seven you turn up in later than half six here late like um you have meetings before training video analysis meet the video the, the physios training is long um and then you're some nights you're not home like till kind of half ten so all that stuff is is extremely tough um like i've been involved a long time now and i found it no problem to do any of that when i was i knew i was going to be involved in a significant way but uh, last year it was it was tough. Now it was it was really tough to put in all that work when you know you're not going to be playing. Fairly obvious from your Instagram photos that you look after yourself fairly well. <laughs> but um, and I've I've heard as well that in terms of diet and gym stuff that you're you're one of the lads like who has it on point. But was there a time that uh, I heard that you went vegan as well? Yeah, uh, I know. I'm not. I'm not a vegan. I, I I do try to eat plant based as as much as possible. So <clears throat> I haven't I haven't eaten meat now in, in a couple of years actually. So yeah, I actually work in a in a nutrition company, supplement company. So uh, I yeah, I'd have a, a lot of knowledge about the nutrition side of things. But it's always been something that has been a strength of mine. I would say ever since I came in to the squad in 2019, like I've been. Um, behave like a professional for all those years in terms of ticking all the boxes outside of outside of training my nutrition um gym work um how I look after myself wouldn't be wouldn't be a big drinker so that's definitely prolonged my career I would say like I feel um I'm, I'm 31 now but uh like my strength in the gym or my fitness test results will be far better now than they would have been five or six years ago so I'm lucky that I haven't had any any injuries um so yeah I'll be able to keep going for plenty more years with the club and I'm grateful for that did you notice any particular changes in your body or anything like that because of turning vegan I would say I my I just I just feel better um so I had to describe it um everything just works a little bit better your digestion is better uh, my energy is is more even. Uh, I find it very easy to stay lean now. Um, it's 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 pretty difficult to put on extra uh, extra body fat. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just a lifestyle I enjoy. Um, 
through my work in future nutrition, like um, I work in marketing, so I'd be across a lot of them, a lot of the research and newsletters. Like I, I put together like newsletters for the staff, like kind of the latest information about what's going on in the industry. So that kind of a couple of years ago, like um, we like we tried to forecast trends, like and everything was plant based, plant based, plant based, and that kind of got me interested. In it. And the more I researched, then the more I liked it, and I gave it a go. Like um. Yeah, just try to eat um, as many plant-based foods as I can. Um, haven't eaten meat in a couple of years now. Um, and Ashling is is the same, so it's easy. It'd be awkward if she was one. Like, she was steak, steak. You know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's easy that the two of us eat the same way. Yeah, it's, you're going to see a lot more of it in, in over the next year or two. You know, you probably notice when you're doing your shopping, there's plant-based foods everywhere. So From you looking to sell it to other people, you ended up just selling it to yourself? Yeah. Um well I actually work in marketing. Um Paul, you know, Paul Morris and me and Morris work together in the office. I don't know if you know that. Both work for Future Nutrition. And Sean Murphy is in the same office. So the three of us are sitting in the one room together in an open plan office. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm in charge of marketing. Paul is commercial development manager and Sean is our brand manager. So he's out on we like we future nutrition, we've uh, it's private label business so we manufacture supplements for all other brands and we own own some brands as well we own uh, go health nutrition i don't know if you're familiar with it and little dragon uh, little energy shots um so i i market those brands and sean is out under under road as our brand manager in the shops and pharmacies so um yeah it's strange three of us three uh actual herders in in the one office together and like our boss siobhan she's the furthest thing from a GA person in the world you could imagine <laughs> so, like it's it's not like she done it on purpose it's just the way it happened but um we're, the three of us are getting older now so another another year or two and there'll be no extra hurdlers in the office so um you're be. doing a good job of marketing it anyway because you've, you've, you've got the name in there a couple of times fair play yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you should have made a discount code for the podcast maybe we'll do one later <laughs> we're all ears <laughs> performance against Limerick was obviously 10 times better than the one previous the previous week against Dublin did you see that coming like were they targeting the Limerick game as opposed to the Walsh game do you know I knew, I knew they'd be competitive against Limerick because um, don't get me wrong they would have went up Dublin trying to win that Walsh Cup game but at the back of your mind you, you, at the end of the day you know it's Walsh Cup um, and you know you've got Limerick coming the week after so subconsciously there probably is that little thing and holding you back a little bit from absolutely putting your body on the line um, and when that kind of thinking creeps into a squad kind of can snowball a little bit and next thing your performance drops off an awful lot and that Dublin game um, I think the lads actually started pretty well but just some some wides that should have been scores. I think if they had I got those scores, maybe the game could have taken a different direction. Um, but the, the Limerick game, yeah, like the, the lads definitely would have targeted that one. Um, and their attitude was night and day. Um, they were just so physical. Um, and that's what you need. But that's what you need with Limerick because they're such a big physical team. You've got to be up in their face and try break them down high up the pitch. Um, you let them get their stick passing and pop passes going going around the half-back line midfield and then they're able to hit those nice diagonal balls into the full forward line. There's nothing you can do about it at that stage. So 
um, the fact that I was in Wexford Park and tough enough conditions, um, probably, you know, so would have saw brilliant start, great shot in the arm for, for the new management. Um, be, it's, hard, it's hard to know what to, how much to read into it, to be honest. Um, but we'll see, you know, next weekend against Slayer, and I think it's Galway the week after. So um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what way things are fixed after, after those few games. Yeah, the Clare game now will be interesting because they didn't have a, a good time in Parker Cueve on Saturday evening. But yeah. It's never going to be easy going to Ennis either, <laughs> especially with a, waiting on a backlash. Yeah, it's been strange playing Clare over the last few years because obviously Davey is involved and a lot of his backroom team would have been there with Clare as well. Um, so there's been that kind of uh, extra added spice to those clashes over the last couple of years. Um, I think we got we got result the last time we went down there kind of won it at the right at the end. But in fairness over Clare have had the better of us in championship over the last couple of years. Um, every time we play Clare, I'm always so impressed by them. I don't know if it, they're just able to raise their game a little bit for Wexford or what, but um they're they always seem like such a strong team when we're playing them and then you know, they go out and get results like they did last week against Cork. Like, it just doesn't really seem to add up. Um, so, yeah, very different team to Limerick. They're missing, they're missing some big, big names there too. Yeah, yeah, they are. Very, very different team to Limerick. Obviously, smaller guys, a lot more uh, running the ball. Um, so, Wexford will need to play differently. But, um, yeah, looking, looking forward to watching it now. Hopefully, after experience and not watching or not being involved last week and watching as a sporter it was it was more strange than anything to be honest I probably didn't really take in a lot of the game watching it but um I probably enjoy it more this weekend just watching as a sporter I think it's on it's on telly as well so did you notice much or was is there much difference between the pre-seasons of Davey Fitz and what 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 Dara had just doing um no there's not because the Graham Byrne, same SNC coach, is still involved under Dara. So it's been pretty much pretty much the same. Um it's yeah, preseason is absolutely horrible. There's not there's not two ways about it. It's probably <laughs> it's probably the worst part of being an intercounty player. Like yeah, absolutely dread it. Like I can of a Tuesday night, you know you're going and training that night and you're going to be absolutely flogged today like it's all you can think about for the day um, <laughs> it doesn't matter how big of a meeting you have in work or what's what's going on that's all that you're thinking about and you know you've, you've actually nervous energy all day and stuff so jesus I, I won't miss i won't miss those sessions now definitely not uh, i miss i miss the boys uh being involved in big games and league games and uh you know big games and crow back but getting flogged today up in ferns and it's Lashing rain and the wind up there, not. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> Club on, don't do, uh, don't do preseason training, no. Well, actually, the SNC coach with Lebanon is also involved in the Wexford squad, so um, I can't comment on on Lebanon's preseason because I've never done one. But it's at least it won't start until you know probably we'll probably start maybe April or so. I imagine so. Hopefully the weather's a little bit better by then. Um. But yeah, the preseason is tough, but there's multiple ways about it. It just has to be done. You're probably looking at three three pitch sessions, um, three three gym sessions, at least two gym sessions. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just 
heavy heavy slogan um a lot of kind of uh, do a lot of broncos 1.2k runs 800s 400s 200s that type of run and it's all it's all kind of the longer distance stuff and then as the year progresses um you'll start doing like more plyometrics training and speed work and agility so that that type of stuff I always enjoyed um like if I was in the Olympics I definitely wouldn't be competing in any long distance type of event <laughs> it's just that not I'm built for kind of power and speed and my stride is is very short so I, I tended to kind of be I wouldn't be one of the best guys at the longer type distance stuff but like someone like Sam O'Hannon like absolutely massive stride he'd run all day brilliant at the long distance type stuff so yeah, you'll have to ask me again in a couple of months what Clement preseason is like. <laughs> it's going to be too enjoyable at the same time. We'll get on to a few uh, quick fire questions here. Who was the best player that you've ever played with, or who is the best player that you've ever played with? Lee Chen. Yeah. Toughest player you've ever had to mark. Toughest player I've ever had to mark. I'm actually going to give this one to. Matt O'Hanlon, anytime I've marked him in training, he's just an absolute bear and a pest. <laughs> like, there's there's just no end to him. Like, you can't get away from him. And you see, like, he absolutely made bits of Aaron Glenn at the weekend. Like, sometimes Matt gets a hard time from sport, but you, geez, you won't get a better man marker than Matt. Like, if, he, if he's on you, if you get a point or two, you're doing well. So, yeah, Matt, extremely hard to get anything off. He's, he's deceivingly quick and he's. He's got size and he's got strength, so uh, yeah, you'll, you'll have you'll have a you really have to have a good day to get the better match. Yeah, he had a great game at the weekend. Um, yeah. Poor Aaron had to go off at halftime. <laughs> yeah, geez, he had a shocker, even on missing easy freeze and everything. So it can happen sometimes, but ah, uh, yeah, I don't think poor Aaron is the word. I think he's, he's ah, no. well enough for him. You're right there, Ben. <laughs> what type of hurlers use do you use? I use uh, Dicky Barnes hurls. My uh, Dicky's is a bespoke hurl for me. Um, so I think he does bespoke hurls for everyone, to be honest. So I kind of like a, it's a, a square handle. A lot of lads will give me stick over my handles. They're, they're very square. <laughs> I, I, I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, like a traditional Wexford hurl is kind of very round at, at the top and it kind of it gets wider as it goes down. Whereas I went to school in Good Council College um, and like a lot of the Kenny lads were using uh, O'Brien hurls from Tipperary. Um, I ended up using the O'Brien hurl and it has a square handle. So that's just what I got used to. Um, so Dickey, I suppose what I have now is some kind of weird hybrid or development of an O'Brien hurl I had when I was in Good Council. But that's what he makes for me anyway. And uh, yeah, Dickey's brilliant to deal with. I've heard it described as like a skirting board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the opposite of, of a, a traditional Wexford hurl, like, and it's got quite a big bosh. Um, but if you gave it to one of the Munster lads, Waterford or Tipperary fella, like, that's, that's just a normal hurl to them, but completely different to your traditional Wexford hurl. Who was the one player that you'd go to war with? I would say Lee Moog. Yeah. Moogie has... Yeah, he's he's a he's a warrior. Um, and he just he's probably the best player on the squad to just absolutely like dig so deep um into himself, um in terms of like some some of the runs that we've been doing in training. Like you can see, he's absolutely there's not one percent left in him. 
Um, and he's like that on the pitch. Like just I've marked him sometimes in training and like some of the runsy stuff he makes like their absolute lung bursters like and you can visibly see he's double over after after uh, so many efforts he, he puts in so yeah Mogi and there's, there's there's a good few lads that fit into that category to be honest um I'd probably mention Matt again for that one um it did come up a lot on that question if <laughs> Jip was another good man uh when it comes to match day I like uh, he's he's probably not the the hardest trainer in the world. He's he's kind of a more relaxed attitude to training. But by Jesus, once the match comes, he he snap you in half. He wouldn't think twice about it. So um but yeah if you had to pick one it would be Lee Mog. Yeah like I mean on on Lee Mog as you, like when you're looking at him like I I don't like the the phrase 110 percent like you can only give a hundred percent but if you were to use 110 percent you'd be used then for someone like Lee Mog because as you're as you're saying like Sometimes he looks like he's done, but then yeah. he's back up and gone again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a uh, he's he's a great athlete, and um, like his Limog strength is his is his runability and, and his pace. He kind of seems to be playing more so in as a in the half forward line this year. They're trying him in the full forward line as well, but I think midfield is his best position. He's just up and down uh, all day, and I think eventually he just. The man he's marking, he wears him down. Like he's, he's such a good athlete. Like so it gets to a stage where you just can't run after him anymore, and that's kind of when he'll get on ball and, and start doing damage and bringing other players in. So uh, we'll see how he gets on in the half forward line. But if it's up to me, I I'd play him midfield. What is the best inter county goal you've ever seen? Uh the best goal I've ever seen. You can pick your own if you want. No. No, no. Although that, it was nominated for goal of the year that year, but then no, was it? I don't know what's going on, but um, probably was it, it Joe Canning's goal in Crow Park um, against, was it against? Yeah, the one he kind of doubled on. Tony caught over the shoulder and hit yeah. it as he was. Yeah, it was kind of one, <clears throat> not doubled on it, but it was kind of one movement. Yeah, that was a yeah. class goal. Um, That's one of my favourites too. I love it. Yeah, that was that was a great goal. Um, closely followed by my goal in 2014, I suppose. <laughs> yes. You're, I prefer yours now. I don't know why Joe had to turn the wrong way in the first place, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the type of goal only he could score. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. All right, last one now. What's your favourite or most memorable moment from your career? Uh, oh sure it has to be 2019 when it's your final um when when that final whistle went um you know it just it just made every, everything worthwhile and it's it was literally a dream come true like when you're a child growing up like that's the type of stuff when you're poking around in the back garden that's what you dream of is the final whistle going running around and jumping on your teammates back and up the steps of the Hogan stand and lifting a trophy above your head and run down the hill 16 with the cup and do a lap of honour. Um, just so grateful got to experience winning like that. Um, we, at least I, I didn't get to win that earning whether this group will get one or not remains to be seen, but um, winning that Leinster title was extremely special and coming back through through glory like on the bus was just it was mind-blowing um it was like the pictures i'd seen in 96 when they went all ireland except it was happening in real life and 
you were on the bus looking out at. So that was really special uh, experience. And then the homecoming in Wexford Park was, that was bonkers as well. Um, yeah. So that, that, that final whistle and just pure, pure relief and joy. And that was, that was my best moment of, of my Wexford career. And a damn good one. 133 appearances, five goals, 142 points. It's a fair career, Harry. Fair play. Yeah, thanks very much, lads. It's uh yeah, 13 years sounds like a long time and um it's a, a lot of a lot of scoring, but um yeah, at the same time it's it's gone by so quickly. Um yeah, it'll be it's gonna be it's gonna be strange now, but I think there's uh more medals in that squad and um you know a good start so far and wouldn't be surprised if lads could win a league this year. Leinster is definitely there. Um, the All Ireland—you never know. Limerick are obviously ahead of the pack, but they're not unbeatable. But yeah, I'll be shouting them on from uh, from the stands this year and uh, enjoying my extra free time with uh, with Ashling and get back to the club later in the year. Thanks very much, Harry. That was class. Now, no worries. Yeah, um, thanks, Harry. Henry is the best at what he did to ever play this. Unquestionably, it was the best who ever was. Mike, the greatest, 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 the Damien Fitzhenry was the best goalkeeper I ever played, but you know, I'd say, say that. Damien Fitzhenry is the best goalkeeper I've ever seen. So I'd probably, like, I'd probably say Damien. It's great to be back doing the podcast, and it's great to be back with a win against Limerick. Shane Tompkins couldn't make it. I don't know if he, did he, did he tell you, Gary, no? He did not. No. Is everything okay? So you're aware he's trying to get back on, on the panel. Oh, yeah. So apparently he saw the car that Darry Egan was driving on Sunday and followed him from Wexford Park all the way back to Tipperary. But so he knows he knows where he lives now. But on his way back to Wexford, then he apparently got lost somewhere in Kilkenny. So anyway, he couldn't make it back in time for the podcast. That's a pity. So well, hope hope he gets home safe anyway. Absolutely. Anyway, anyway, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks to our sponsor, the Enerscardi Credit Union. Take care. Up Wexford. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through taking pain. Hello, Wexford. <laughs>